You're basically John the Baptist for the league. Well, it needs one. It needs a messiah to come after you. You end up beheaded, but, you know, yeah. for, for the good of the game. Well, you'd be willing to lay down your life, right? OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Now you're welcome back to the show. So we're going to turn to Hurling. Very happy to say that Mike Casey, Limerick defender, Napierschick defender, All-Ireland winner, is with us on the line. Mike, great to have you on the show. You're very welcome. Thanks for being Thanks for having me. No, it's great to have you. So we were just uh, reaching out to some of your teammates, get some background info. Uh, the most interesting thing we heard was from Shane Dowling. Oh, God, he's, he's a lot of interesting thoughts and on and on. on, on <laughs> and I was thinking, how worried will Mike be when we mention Shane Dowling's been on to us on the QT? I don't know. Yeah, Joanna, I'm not surprised with him knowing all fairness, not surprised at all. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's very PG, don't worry. He said, Mike Casey was voted the worst golfer in all of the Napierschig club. He's called King of the Shanks. Uh, oh, well, I, I tell you one thing, I golfed him there Sunday. He shot, what did he shoot? He shot 107 out in Shannon. <laughs> and that's not his worst score, no, by, by a long shot. He, he's gone up to the 120s now, I won't lie. <laughs> Well, he says you're king of the shanks. You're the worst of the club. There you go. That was all. That was that was all we said. Is there any nice you want to say about Mike? He was like, this is the most important piece of information. <laughs> uh, so, congratulations. How have you enjoyed the last week? Ten days. Ah, yeah, it's been it's been unbelievable. Like we've um, we've definitely celebrated it. You know, we we weren't able to celebrate um, kind of the last two, um, especially with the the people of Limerick. So. We've definitely we've definitely celebrated it, um, and it's been unbelievable looking at the the homecoming. So it's it's kind of quite similar to, to eighteen, you know, where um, there's just thousands and thousands of people um, looking for your photo, your autograph, just wanting to see you, you know. Um, so that that's been a that's been a lovely touch um, this time around, you know. And you're uh, teacher, so you're off on holidays at the moment. Yeah, off on holidays. You no, know, the father's a farmer here and a carpenter, so he, he's keeping me busy um, uh, when he can get me. So uh, doing a small bit of concrete there, um, there today and things like that. So uh, he's keeping me, he's keeping me busy. I'm told your parents are diehard fans. Yeah, she's they, they are. They've um, they've been diehard fans for a long time. In all fairness, um, they don't miss a match with the club. They've never missed a game really. To be honest with you, if there was a a junior match on the club below, they'd, they'd be the first two down at it. In all fairness, and um, so it didn't really come from any sporting pedigree. Like they've, they just kind of fell in love with it the same way as, as myself and Peter fell in love with it. Like you know, and um, they just love watching us play, and and um, they kind of just love being around the social aspect of the club and and seeing all the games. You know. And so because your brother Pete, obviously All Ireland winner as well and Limerick player as well, was it really through you and Peter that they got into it, or were they massive hurling fans before you two arrived? No, definitely um, through me and Peter. Um, as I said, like they, they have no sporting background, really, to be honest with you. Um, and once me and Peter started um, playing it and, and going up through the, the systems in Limerick, you know, they, they really fell in love with it. Um, I suppose Helen had no choice, really, but to get involved, bringing us out to, to Rakiel there twice a week when we were 13, 14, 15, you know. Um, but no, she, she loved it and, and, and the father too, you know, so... Um, Definitely twenty or twenty twenty, you know, was, was actually a difficult time for them in terms of like they couldn't go to games or anything like that, and they really missed that aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, but since the games have been back, like they've gone to everything, you know, first time. What an amazingly unexpected journey for them to go on through their kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like they, they would have never have have uh, seen this um, happening. Really, to be honest with you, and geez, they're they they really are so proud of us. Like, and uh, as I said, like they they told me. They'd go watch his train if they could, to be honest with you. Uh, if Paul Kinnork would alone watch out watch our train <laughs> session, 
before they'd be out there, you know. Am I right in saying that Sunday Just Gone was the first All-Ireland final that both you and Pete were on the pitch for the full-time whistle for? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, that was only mentioned to us afterwards, um, which was which was lovely, to be fair. Um, I'd obviously come off in, in, in 18 um, while Peter was on, and I suppose I was away so for... For 2020 and 2021 with the knee, um, so yeah, that was the first uh, time both of us finished finished the game um, together in an Ireland final, which was which was a nice moment, you know. Are you close? Yeah, we would be. We would be close in all fairness. Like the kind of the way our lives run are, are quite similar, you know. Uh, we have the same sort of interests, you know, in, in terms of our sporting interests, interests are golf and all, all that sort of thing. Like so, yeah, we we would be close in all fairness. Do you find that you've a deeper understanding on the pitch with your brother than other players, or is, is would that be reading too much into things? I think that's reading too much into it, to be honest with you. Like uh, we play a completely opposite ends of the field, mm. so it's, it's very rare that I give him the ball, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, or it's definitely very rare for him to give me the ball. I don't think that has ever happened. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we we just enjoy playing together. Um, we haven't had the opportunity in a long time. Um, so it, it was a nice moment in the, in the Galway game to, to kind of hear the crowd roar when himself and team went warming up. You know, it was a nice moment there to see you come on. And at club level, would you be further at the pitch? Would you interact more club level? Uh, not not really. Like I've <laughs> I've been tried once or twice out around the middle or at centre back for the club, and it hasn't gone all that well to be honest with you. Um, so I think even this year, I think full back uh, the full back line will be my spot again this year. Um, so no, he, he kind of comes a bit further out. He might he might come out to eleven um, every now and again, but uh, no, it's, it it seems to be full back, full forward for two of us now for, okay. for a while. You know, define it hasn't gone that well when you've come out the field. I find that hard to believe. Oh, jeez, uh, I, I I I played a game. I, I played a game against Brough. I'd say in twenty I'd say twenty eighteen. I'd say I played against Brough midfield, uh, a championship game. I was absolutely woeful. Just shocking stuff. Just last, I didn't know where to go. Really, to be honest with you. Um, played a couple of times. I played a few times and a lot underage at, at centre back. So I'd be a small bit more comfortable there. But geez, it's it's a tough position whether whether you're coming or going. You know. So um, I spe- especially with Pierce, we've got some. We've got like Ron Lynch there, who, who, who's excellent in that position. So I think um, I think putting me at, at full back is, isn't a bad move. I think it was fair enough. So the bluff midfielders were like, "That's not my case. He plays for Limerick, surely." Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. To uh, appreciate what Sunday would have meant to you and to your family, I suppose, we have to chart the last couple of years, which were incredibly difficult. So correct me if I'm wrong here, things are going incredibly well for you and for Limerick. And then uh, mid-pandemic or towards the end of the year 2020, you do your cruciate in a challenge game against Galway. And obviously in 2020, an injury in October rules you out effectively of that COVID championship. So you miss that All-Ireland and then there's a cartilage problem uh, the following summer and you miss all of 2021 as well. And and so, in effect, you're, what, 18 months out of the game watching your teammates win two All-Irelands? That's miserable in anyone's book. Yeah, no, that's, that, that hit the nail on the head, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was um, first game back against Galway, played a challenge match, coming back with COVID, um, did the dreaded ACL, um, did my... Did my time, uh, did my rehab there, uh, came back, played a, a half for the, the club in, in July of um, 21 uh, and had kind of half tried to get myself. I'd done a good bit with Limerick in terms of like um, applied skills and things like that, you know, just missing the full game. But um, that Tuesday night, I was I was coming in to play the first time in a, in a full session. 
um, which was mid-season and, and again, a, a big pop in the knee. Um, and to be honest, it was, it was a horrific 24 hours. Like I, I was fully sure I had done the ACL again and um, got scanned at the next the next morning and, and by five o'clock I I'd gotten good news, but uh, news that I had would say just cartilage um, came away. You know, I had kind of was a completely different injury, um, and then had had tried to stitch that up and everything. And um, unfortunately, then um, actually on our, our team holiday in in twenty one, um, did uh, did cartilage again in, in a swimming pool where, where the um, just the, the operation didn't go well, so I just had to get that um, removed. Then um, when I came back, you know. So that, to miss one is very difficult. To miss two on the bounce, it must be horrific. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, it was definitely difficult. Um, some some really dark times, to be honest with you, um, over those two years. But um, I wh- think wh- what's what's a dark time, Mike? So wh- wh- what's a bad day like, or is there a lowest uh, point? Geez, yeah, to be honest, my lowest point came. I suppose we were we were in Barbados really on, on the team holiday, and, and I, the knee blew up again, and. I was I was sitting in my hotel room in this unbelievable um this unbelievable resort kind of on my notes on my phone kind of trying to write out a bit of a statement nearly you know that I thought like that was that was an egon it was it was game over for me like you know that this was all going to to finish up in the next couple of weeks you know when when I got home right. to to get the get the call to say look that knee just just won't be right ever again you know yeah. um so like they're, they're pretty dark times but I actually think the fact that the lads were doing so well, I think actually made it a small bit easier because you knew that you were missing something really, really important in your life, you know, that you were you were missing kind of what what defines you from kind of the age of 18 to, to 32 or 3 whenever you decide to retire, you know, and to see the boys do so well um, really helped kind of motivate you in your rehab to get back to, to the levels that you want to get back at and if you can contribute to the group at all, uh, in, whenever you get back, it's, it was kind of always my end goal, you know. Mm. For some, watching the boys do well would make it tougher again. Yeah, like for some, probably. Um, for me, I, I think it actually helped me, like because like like coming into training and, and I was asked to kind of go in and help out with stats and things like that, um, like that not to step away from the group or anything like that. And like you really do feed off the boys' energy, you know. Um, their energy is incredible at training and. Um, it definitely, it still gave me a purpose, you know, like I could go away during the summers and I could do my gym sessions and my rehab sessions, my running sessions, things like that throughout the day um, with the physios and then still go to training that night and try and contribute there um, and, and still have the conversations that you would normally have with the, the likes of Sean Finn, Dan Marcy, Richie English and, and with Barry, we'd say coming back, you know, he was constantly picking my brains to see like how he could improve and and trying to contribute as much as I could even though I, I wasn't able to be on the field you know mm, okay so you still felt part of it you were still in touch with the lads it wasn't uh, I'll talk to you when I talk to you and I'll see you in six months lads kind of a thing no absolutely not and, and I think that's it's the epitome of us like you know we have Brian O'Grady there this year who did the ACL and, and he didn't leave the group you know and, and he still felt part of it and we, he he's still inside the gym with us doing all his rehab and we're, we're still having the laugh and the joke with him and um, and it was the same with Peter and Barry just gone by you know um, even if you can't be on the field um, you can still contribute and mm-hmm. and I suppose the boys are, are excellent at, at recognising um, recognising that in, in terms of like keeping guys around who are good guys you know So once upon a time Cruciate was almost career ending and it has always been very serious and I presume remains very serious in 2022 is your knee as good as ever or is it ever quite the same again after a cruciate? Um, 
yeah, like after a cruise ship, I, I suppose it is, it, it can get back to where it was. And, and I actually think with that regard, it, it definitely is where it was. With the term, with terms of having very little cartilage in my knee, there are still some aspects of kind of lateral stuff and warps and things that I would stay away from. Um, you know, kind of, you know, I can get a small bit angry there at times, you know. Um, but I think like for anyone doing the cruise ship, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a long slog. Like it's 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 nine months and it, it's tough work, but um, you can definitely return from it uh, if your mindset is, is right, you know. And you like even if you just look at like the Sean Finn, you know, like he, he did his cruise ship and I'd say it was sixteen, and like that hasn't held him back mm-hmm. in all, friends, you know. So um, it's yeah, you can definitely return from it and get back to the to, to where you were, uh, and even to be honest, even better because you've got nine months in the gym where. You can work on other aspects of of your body, you know, and you can really zone in on on aspects that you want to, to that you might actually get the time to do during a, a hectic season, you know. Well, you look, I mean, big in the upper body. Uh, I, I I I can't quite remember pre injury were you as big, but you certainly do look like you've done a lot of S and C. And to be fair, that whole Limerick team look fairly big, to be honest, as big as any team I've seen in GEA down the years. Yeah, like we love the gym, like you know, we and we're we're as competitive in the gym as we are um, on the field. To be honest with you, you know, like any S and C coming into us, like you know, we're nearly a dream. Like it's, you come in and, and you just set out, set out what needs to be set out, what program needs to be put out, and like lads are just trying to outdo people. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a case of who can bench more, who can squat more, who can deadlift more, and. If you're not pulling your weight, you're you're going to be left behind, you know. And um, I think that is very visible in in the physicality that that we bring and and, and the size of the the boys that are that are out in the field, you know. So, in terms of enjoying it more or appreciating it more, has the time away informed how you feel when you run out of a tunnel now for Limerick, or, or do you quickly just snap back into where you were pre-injury? No, it definitely appreciate it. Like, you know, like the perspective on everything is. It has completely changed. Do you know, like the the emotion I felt even after that final whistle was so different even to, to eighteen. It was nearly a sense of relief in eighteen. Whereas this time around, like I just I just I just took a minute to actually take everything in and, and just appreciate the road that we say I had been on. And I think we're actually getting better at that as a team as well. Like we sit out in the field for an hour afterwards, like just sitting down, chatting, laughing. Just, just being together, really, and and I actually think we love that. Like we're a group that just love being together, whether it's lads going for a cup of coffee or or going out to Rakhil of a of a Thursday night, you know, in, in December. Like you know, we just love being together, which is which is a nice try to have as a group, you know. Do you get to see your parents when you're on the field at all? Yeah, we do. In all fairness, like they 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 can make themselves our um, visible there to come home to the to the rail and fairly lively and. Um, they're they're full of their their hugs and, and chat afterwards, like so. They're always lovely moments and, and moments that you treasure forever, you know. So um, yeah, definitely all the families can get down and shores are there and they're they're excellent. They can take photographs and things like that after after the final whistle. So they're, they're lovely moments that you look back on when your career is finished that you cherish, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. And even I'd say like half the country. If I hear the Cranberries' dreams now, I think he lads. Do you know, it's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah, and, and to be honest, uh, I only watched back the match for the first time, uh, I'd say, two days ago. And, like, it, it kind of seemed a bit subdued afterwards. And then, all of a sudden, dreams come on and we just go mad. Like, Joy, <laughs> it, just, it has some sort of an emotional connection to us. Like, and even going around, Linger was playing. And if you actually just look back, we're all just actually singing. 
you know, we're, we're just going around with the cup, looking into the stand, applauding the fans, and we're actually just singing the Lord's like, which is which is lovely to have, you know. What were you focused on in advance of Kilkenny? Ourselves, to be honest with you. Right. Um, like, and I know that's a cliche, and, and I know it's probably boring and everything, but ourselves really, um, you know, we, we pride ourselves on on our performance and, and, and how we can get the performance out of each other. And that was what we focused on. Like, you know, there was, looking back on it, there was obviously an awful lot of talk about um, 2019 and, and, and things like that. But, you know, we, we block all of that out. Like, you know, we're, we're a completely different side to, to 18 and 19 even. Like, you know, we're, we're a lot more mature and, and we can handle these situations uh, an awful lot better. And, and that's to do with, with John, Paul, Caroline, John Dave was well versed in all of that. Like, so, Coming into the Iron Final, like it's just another game, uh, and you have to only look at it as another game, and um, and and looking at your targets and how you want to perform. And mm-hmm. if we do that, then then we will win the game. Uh, and you have to try and take the opposition out of it. And yeah, there's definitely things that you're going to work on. You know, traits that they have that um, you're going to work on that small bit extra coming up to the match. But yeah, other than that, like we're just focusing in on ourselves. You know. Interesting, because I would think, for instance, um, if you're part of the defensive unit, you probably do think more about the opposition, perhaps, than if you're a forward where you can't just focus more on yourself. Like, for instance, you would have known in advance of the game there'll be a fair proportion, maybe a higher proportion than usual, of balls pumped long because, you know, Kilkenny did that and had great joy against Clare. They're probably going to see what we're made of back there. So I presume that crosses your mind. Now, I don't know what you can do to prepare for that as such. Yeah, no, it definitely crosses our mind, like, John, like we have great conversations and a lot of what, what we do well is is, is pulling backs together and, and the full back line, half back line and having a talk and, and seeing what, what is the best way of going about it. And um, like for us, it was bringing that ball to the ground, you know, um, as much as we could and, and flooding those breaks. And it was something that we, we may have actually struggled with at the, at the start of the year, um, but kind of worked on it bit by bit and, um, it was an area that we actually dominated and, and we knew that if we could bring that ball to the ground and get the half back line in you know that was going to be our launch pad and um, that was going to win us the game so yeah we definitely focused in on that and Paul would have done a, a bit extra work on the high ball um, in that two weeks um, so that we could get ready for that so yeah there is areas that you are going to look at the opposition like you know, you'd be foolish not to mm. um, so like yeah that was definitely looked at and, and assessed and, and to see where we could get most joy out of it you know you mentioned the calmness and the composure and the increased experience. Uh, Limerick got off to such a good start in that final and had Kilkenny at arm's length for much of it. And then suddenly, in a very Kilkenny way, they're back suddenly level. I, your thoughts at that point? Any, any party thinking, oh my God, here we go again, the ambush? Yeah, yes and no. Like, you know, there was, like, you were talking to the lads afterwards, like, there, there was that no stage there where. I don't know whether it's because we've been there and we've done it or, or, or anything like it's just the fact like we all thought that we still were in control um that we just needed to tidy up one or two things and um give away a, a sloppy goal in, in the second half the second especially where you know there was i think it was tj was just completely unmarked inside there and, and that shouldn't have happened you know and um but like the next puck out just goes out and like i think Garod wins it or, or someone wins it and so it's just okay. We're, we're back up. We're back one up again, and we we just have so much trust in the team and so much trust in every individual, and and I think that's shown even in, in the trust that we have in in the whole squad and, and the guys that are going to come on. You know, and we know that they're they're going to do us a job, and if it's if it's Dave Reedy one day, it could be Connor Boylan the next. It could be uh, Keane against Galway Peter. You know, like we know they're going to come on and, and do the business for us and, and see us over the line. And 
they, they bailed us out of a, a lot of situations in the past and, and they're going to continue to do it, you know. It's just the trust that the boys place in them. What's the biggest impact on your game that Paul Canerks had? Oh, um, I think just the... He brings everything to it, to be honest with you. Like, I couldn't really pinpoint anything. Like, I think, I think even I, the courage of actually wanting the ball. You know, a lot of the time, as a fullback, you'd be saying, let him have the ball, you know, and they'd be fine. He'd pump it longer or do something. But he placed so much emphasis on, on being able to work the ball through the lines, being able to be, um, have control of the ball. And you can kind of see that even like all of our games in the full back line, you know, we're all extremely comfortable on the ball and we're all mad to get it and go forward. You know, like there's, there's a bit of a running joke that's like me and Sean Finn are the only fellas not to score still, you know, like hmm. and that's that's a thing where I had one or two chances this year and I raged and I didn't take them. You know? <laughs> and and Sean, is, if Sean is, if Sean gets one before me, I'd be absolutely livid. Like, you know, <laughs> they, they encourage that, like, you know, they encourage the go forward ball and, and be brave and, you know, just, the attacking mindset of going forward and that's definitely an aspect that we have our team that is kind of to the forefront of our team you know Okay interesting so clearly Kinnerk didn't see you play at midfield against Bruff that time If he's that's, that's a definite yeah that is an absolute definite yeah 100% Do you sit down with Caroline Curd in a one-on-one -on -one capacity or is it always very much group work? Uh, no it, it can be both uh, it can be one-on-one -on -one. Um, it can be a, a phone call uh, group work um, she, she kind of does it all you know um, like there's like there's no one end of the year to the other without kind of speaking to her, you know, um, whether if it's just touching in at the, on the sideline of training, mm. um, seeing how you are, how's how's your school life, how's you know how's your work life, all this sort of thing, you know, um, she's just she's just excellent in what she does in terms of being able to just be a, that mammy like figure nearly to all of us, you know, and mm. and if you have any sort of an issue, problem, anything like that, like she she's excellent and, and she's. So you, you can go straight onto the phone and contact her, you know. So if you're having a, you're a teacher, if you're having a difficult time at school for whatever reason or in your personal life, uh, she is somebody that you can sit down with and tease it out almost like um, like a session. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hit, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like if you're having problems with, say, in school um, or anything like that, yeah, 100%, you, you, you ring her up and, you know, and she'll, she'll give you her, her honest opinion. She'll say, like, you know, you need to get out of there or, so you need to do this, or you need to do that, or or anything like that, like, mm. you know. And she's excellent at it, and, and there's no, just, it's black and white, you know. She's 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 just unbelievable. She's not going to tell you what you want to hear. You know, she'll tell you what you need to hear, sort of a thing, you know. And um, she does it in such a professional way, and um, you know that if you ring her, no one else in the world is going to know. I was just going to ask: is, is is she then relaying anything to Kylie? No, no, absolutely not. Like it's if you ring her. It's a case of like that, it, like no one else in the world is going to know that took place. You know what I mean? And um, unless you ask her to, to let someone know or, or something like that, like, you know, um, but no, there's it's, uh, it's an unbelievable. She's unbelievable what she does. And, and everyone has that confidence in her, you know, uh, that is such a great outlet to have and a great thing to have, because when you, you know, it's it's impossible for John Kiley or any manager to one come up with the playing side of, of of the approach and tactics and the training and the SNC and also just to man manage 40 lads with an array of concerns or problems or issues so to, to put someone like her in place is just a very shrewd move yeah no it's vital like you know and it's it's only the, the mental side of it and, and the mental health side of everything like you know, everyone has those has those problems like you know there's no squad of players and the players where, where people don't have those problems so it's, it's been able to deal with those and 
once you have happy players, you know, they're, they're going to play well and they're going to want to play well for you. Mm. You know, if you have a lot of upset players and with loads of things going on, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's an amateur sport and everyone has careers and everyone's going to want to progress. And um, having that person there to, to help with all those situations is, is obviously vital to, to what we do and uh, vital to any kind of major sporting organisation, like, you know. We had Eddie Brennan and uh, Michael Fenley on the show uh, the other evening they were just talking about Cody and they were you know saying you could at certain times especially if you weren't in the team you could go months without hearing from Cody and that was just his way and it was that kind of um, distant uh, approach to management and they were saying nothing wrong with it nothing right with it but that was Cody's way what's Kylie's way would you talk to John Kylie often or would it be a bit more distant or or what are your interactions like with him Um, yeah he he would definitely be a bit more distant Um, you're, if you're having a conversation with him, it mightn't be for the right reasons. Um, you know, um, I'd say kind of like kind of like Brian Cody, to be honest with you. Um, but when he does speak to you and you know, you, you, you listen, like, you know, and um, it's a case of like he will he will pull you out on stuff or you know, he will put the arm around you. You know, it's um, but it's definitely a, a case of like get down to business yourself. And if you need to be kind of put back in place, he'll do that. You know, um, but no, he's I wouldn't distant wouldn't be the word I'd use, but um he he definitely he, he won't be speaking to you every week. Do you know what I'm He he's not gonna be ringing um you know, 80, 90 percent of the players every week. Do you know, he, he probably has one or two players that he'll speak to. Um but after that he, he's not gonna be ringing everybody, no, definitely not. I guess it's not possible for any one person to do that and, and, and he talks to you yeah. as, a, as a group plenty, I'm sure. Exactly, like and, and also like you you to, when you're in a, a situation like that, like you have to take the, the person out of it. You know, if you have a hard call to make, it's it's, it's quite difficult if, if you're really personal with, with a couple of members on the team, like and things like that. So to have that small bit of distance is, is always good, you know, and, and to be able to to make that call when you need to, you know, and, and that kind of helps with that. Mike, how do you feel about the new schedule, the new calendar that you're you're done now for the year and you're into club? Um, yeah, like, look, it's definitely been a, a big debate. Um like we went back with a club challenge match there on, on Saturday. Um, played played twenty minutes of that. Now wasn't my finest hurling, but <laughs> played, played, played twenty minutes there. And um, but look, it's it's the club players. You know, they now have had their time in the summer too, where it's not just yeah. slogging in, in in October, November, December. Like you know, and um, it's excellent. Like I love going back to the club. Um, like I've had you know one of my best days with the club and. Um, winning a club all Ireland like you know, and like best friends are there and everything like that like you know so um, going back there is never um, so it's never a downer for me like you know we love going back and we love competing and, and um, looking for more county, county titles you know mm. It seems like there's still uh, lots of hunger and desire and ambition in this Limerick side and, and because you don't seem like a team who are, are, are digging it out and it's a real struggle and it's it's a grind. You seem like a team who enjoy that thrill of competition and enjoy the winning, but I you know, it's it's not like tanks are being emptied and you're you're dwindling resources. It just feels like it's can't wait to go again and see what happens kind of a vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Like and the thing is like we're we're still a youngish side, like yeah. do you know we're like we're what are you twenty you're twenty six? 26 yes 26 yeah I'm 26 and you know like there's loads there 25 24 a couple of 27s and 8s like you know and um, like Nicky and Graham are, are two older fellas like but you know there's no one in the dress room saying like you know geez I'll hang up the boots or mm. 
the Jonas Harvey thing, like we're we are just so mad to to go back and compete again and again and again, you know, and um that's just our that's just our competitive side coming out of us, like, you know. Um we're still so mad to 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 hurl and like we are genuinely like it's a cliche, but we are the best of friends in there, you know, and um we'll nearly miss the next couple of months where you're gonna wait your club and um you won't get back training until until December or January, um, whenever Glasgow is back, like so we'll nearly miss that, like because mm-hmm track we've had over the years the memories we've made are, are, are all with that group like you know and, and that group that's that one in 18 there's still a large portion of us there that have really become good friends you know you're a teacher i always wonder when it's an intercounty player who's a teacher did you do it for the love of teaching or for the love of the summers um i did it, i'd say just for the ceo points to be honest with you is, is what i <laughs> um i know look it's it something I, I always kind of wanted to be a teacher and and yeah the summers off were, were nice and this year with the with the thing brought forward like yeah, and um so we played I think it was a two or three rounds or it was, act, it was actually up until the Munster final the Munster final we actually we broke for our summer holidays the Friday before the Munster final and like I have huge sympathy for the lads who have to go into work on the Monday morning Do you know like we had to go in um, after some really tough affairs and, and go back into school on the Monday morning which was for the first time ever you know yeah. And and that was actually tough. So the lads working nine to fives having to go in on that Monday, you know, it is really difficult. Um, so it definitely does help throughout the throughout the the year as the championship went on this year. Instead of going into school, you know, after once finally you, you were able to get up and um, the boys were really really sore and, and a couple of us actually went to the strand before going out, um, going out going out uh, for a few drinks or anything like that. Like you know, we went and got our ice baths and stuff like that. So that that definitely does help being off for the summer, you know. Mm. So on those mo- Mondays, Mr. Casey came in and said, kids, we're watching a video today. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> you, can, you can start your homework now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, was, I was doing a bit of stretching in the corner. And really, yeah. <laughs> there was one text in, by the way, just to put it to you. Did you win a hearty cup in your school days with Keen Lynch? You, you guys would go back that far, would you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, I um, we were in the same year in school. So, yeah, we, uh, we'd be doing. Uh, doing CBS and to get a crowns, I would say in fourteen together. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, was it obvious that uh, the boy could do his thing on a hurling pitch even then? Ah, uh, he's he's been incredible since he was ten years of age. You know, <laughs> since we first got onto, I remember playing Mackie Cup with him uh, under twelve hurling um, in the city, and um, like he was as good then as he is now. Um, some of the, the tricks and flicks and things that he could do. Um, I remember he did a was it a freestyle competition went out there. We were, I'd say, we were fourth or fifth year in school right. he just went out the back messing around and, and put a video up and, and the team went mad so he, he's been able to do it for for years like so he, he's he's absolutely incredible like what he can do on, on the hurling field you know yeah he has that look alright because actually I was reading that even in the training match in advance of the final where he injured his leg and it's such a pity for him that even in that game apparently he was lighting it up yeah he, he definitely yeah there was there was puck outs that were coming down on top you know that were they were just his hand is like a magnet like you know wherever it went it managed to fall into into his hand you know so um, he was definitely putting his hand up for, for a starting spot definitely <laughs> well listen we'll um, we'll let you go thank you so much for the time big congratulations again because I'm sure it was a tough couple of years looking on and waiting to get back so uh, very sweet I'm sure this year so Mike Casey great to talk to you and thanks so much thanks man and Les thank you